What's up, what's happening? I go by the name of Reggie Days, and this is yet another episode of Reality Bites, your home for your favorite reaction channel. That's right, we are your audio reaction channel. We pull in clips, uh, quotes, pictures, anything from the internet that you guys send us, we will check out. Now, this one isn't a user-submitted one. This one is something that started popping up around me. I'm one of those people who start catching um, little signs, and sometimes it'll make me want to pot about something. Now... The book, The Alchemist, is uh, something that I read a a long time ago, uh, I think around like ninth or 10th grade, something like that. And I remember it being a very pivotal point in my life. The things that I read in that book and the things that I learned uh, were things that shaped me into the man that I am today. And I think that's one of a list of books that, that had a very strong impact on me now. Over the past few weeks, I've started seeing people mention the book in different ways. And actually, last night, funny enough, this was after I already wrote the episode and said that, you know what, I'm going to do an episode about The Alchemist. I was on um, I was on Peacock, uh, the, the, the network, and I was checking out that new uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the uh, new edition, the, dra- the dramatic version. And I don't know if it's the second or third episode, but. You know, not a spoiler or anything crazy or whatever, but Uncle Phil, that that version of Uncle Phil gives Will the alchemist as a gift. And I was like, interesting, like watching him hand him that book. Mind you, this is after I've already written the episode, after I already sent uh, the, the, the materials over to Sheen that we were going to talk about it. I felt like that was a confirmation that we were going in the right direction, that this was like, we got to talk about this. I'm one of those people who I wouldn't call it superstitious, but I do I do pay attention to signs. And I think sometimes, you know, just the way that energy is shared in the universe and things of that nature, sometimes uh, everything's speaking. What, honey? Everything's speaking. And what you're putting out there, it's uh, it's life's little, uh, uh, um, what's the name of that game? Uh, pinball game. Mm-hmm. Where it's just you, whatever you shot out there is just bouncing around in the universe and just bringing back what it brings back. But uh, today I'm joined by none other than my right-hand man. Shame the dream. What's going on, y'all? Today's information, instead of going over the book in its entirety, I actually found a thread on Twitter. The at name is Monk Philosophy. This thread that they came up with was top 10 lessons from the book The Alchemist. Now, for those of you who want to go ahead and get the book and read it for yourself, uh, it's by an uh, author by the name of Paolo Coelho. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put the author's name in the description of the uh, episode so you guys can go out there and check it out, of course. But it's a very popular book, so once you type in The Alchemist, it should come right up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first, before we even jump into the top ten, Sheem, do you have any history with this book uh, in general? Um, this isn't the first time. Uh, it's funny speaking about science stuff. This isn't the first time this has come across me. But as far as, like, I have not sat and read the book uh, word for word more so I've looked into these uh these quotes these statements and things like that and and, and you know incorporating them or already have already have that's the only history I'd say like looking back at the list I was like wow I've, I've definitely looked at this before and you know tried to try to apply it to myself that's my history though with it all right so working yeah. backwards we're gonna start yeah. with 10 and work our way up to one yeah so working backwards <clears throat> number 10 out of the the top 10 lessons from the book, The Alchemist. 
Number 10, they have listed always take action. There's only one way to learn. It's through action. You can study, read, and listen until you turn blue in the face. But the full experience is when you take action and let the rubber meet the road. Once you're done aiming, pull the trigger. Now, that is something that it's funny because for me, it, it correlates with the number one. Not to you know give anybody a spoiler, but we're, we'll jump back to number 10 when we talk about the number one. Mm-hmm. But always like the, the idea of taking action in my life has always been something that because I'm somebody who's so well thought out, it's a difficult thing to do when you're somebody who prep, who who's very big on preparation, right? Yeah. The people who are better at preparation usually have the hardest time pulling the trigger. And I noticed that not only about mm-hmm. myself, but I remember there was a conversation that you and I had about idols before or people that we like look up to or people that we feel like are inspirational. Yeah. I realized that one of my biggest problems and one of the problems that I've I've ran into just podcasting or doing what we do right now is that I'm big on preparation. I'm big on doing the work. I'm big on, you know, doing all of that stuff. But sometimes I'm just not that person who's going to pull the trigger if I feel like it's not right. And there's a lot of times that I feel like it's not right. For sure. We talk about this all the time. Yeah. And that's a huge problem. That's a huge problem when you're when you're a business owner, when you're somebody who's trying to do something, especially, you know, with the way the social media is now, people you need to be constantly in people's faces in order for people to be able to gravitate to your stuff. Now we're lucky that because of the potency of our pod, because of the the listenership that we amassed and thank you guys for that. Cause that's, that's Big thank everybody you. who's listening right now. It's, it's you guys who make it possible. People like our material enough where we don't have to be doing TikTok dances five days a week to try to beg you guys to listen. Like we can put out, you know, three, four episodes back to back and take a little time before we put out the next stuff because we're curating and you guys are cool with it. I don't get too many complaints. Majority of like, if I do get emails, it'll be, Hey, you guys. Okay. Right. And that'll be it. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, for growth and expansion, that's something that's going to hold you back a lot. Yeah. I told you we should have created a fake beef. (laughs) We would be lit right now (laughs) when we had stepped away for a little bit. (laughs) Telling you they would have, they would have tapped in. You know how that go. But yeah, uh, jumping over to number nine. Yeah. Number nine, focus on your own journey. It's easy to be influenced by others. Mm-hmm. If someone isn't what others want them to be, the others become angry. Everyone seems to have a clear idea of how other people should lead their lives, but none about his or her own. Mm. That keeping your head in your own lane thing is hard for people to do. I know it's been hard for me to do mm-hmm. because you like to, especially we all have peers. We have we have contemporaries. There's people you went to high school with. There's people you grew up around in your neighborhood. There's people who do whatever it is that you do. Like, let's say not even in our space, but let's say you're going to school to be a nurse and there's four other people that you know that's going to school to be a nurse. If they get their papers faster than you, if they go through classes faster than you, if they do whatever, it's hard to not look over at that other person's lane and be like, well, damn. Mm-hmm. That's why tunnel vision works for some people. Um, some people use a mentality, like uh, people who like-minded like me maybe, of uh, that right there, focusing on your own journey is big because you could see somebody else and what what they're doing and you know you have a mind of what you feel like you have the trajectory to 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 reach 
and seeing them get that get to that faster, it could it could throw you off if you don't you know stay focused on your own mission. If yeah. anything, you know, speaking for speaking for myself, if I could give anybody any advice, it would be to look at that if anything and make that want to to get to yours. You know, stronger, harder, better, faster. However, you know, yeah. more than anything, because other than that, you 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 slowing yourself up technically in the long run. Yeah. And and there's also the factor of looking at somebody else's journey might make you make a wrong decision, because instead Correct. of paying attention to who you are and the way that your world works and your you know decision making and the things that you need to be focused on, watching somebody else's journey and trying to mimic what they did or trying to do what they did mm-hmm. might lead you away from your actual purpose and your actual journey and the steps that you could have took mm-hmm. to end up with a better result because we're not the same. None of none of us walk the same light. We don't have the same parents. We don't have the same whatever. And even if you do, let's say you're one of those people with a sibling rivalry. You know, mm-hmm. you got an older or younger sibling that's just doing it a lot faster, this and that. You're not that person. And that's okay. You don't have to be that person. That fight to try to do what somebody in, in your right or left lane is doing is how you crash out. Focusing on your own journey just keep you away from the crabs in the bucket mentality because ultimately that's how you're moving if you're not focusing on your own journey. Yeah, and speaking of crashing out, number eight is keep getting back up. The secret of life, though, is to fall seven times and, and get back up eight times. Conceptually, that's one of my favorite lines. The secret of life is to fall seven times and get up eight times because the eighth time could be your breakthrough. Some of the greatest novels in history were published after receiving hundreds of rejections. Yo, when you look at some of the stories of some people, like um, the 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 Netflix show that just broke through not that long ago, the Asian show, uh, Squid Games. Mm-hmm. Squid Games was rejected A lot. by everyone. Mm-hmm. Continuously. They got a chance by Netflix and not only blew up, but they blew up to be one of Netflix's most popular programs that they ever put on. Mm-hmm. And getting another season. For those who, who are watching the, the Kanye documentary, Kanye went from label to label and no one believed in him. And mind you, this was Kanye with a lot of songs from the college dropout already done. He was playing those records to people and people were listening to them and not caring. He got curved a lot. Now, to put it in perspective, to put it in perspective, because there's a lot of people who didn't even understand it from, I feel like from, the angle that we did because we're a little bit older i remember at this time and they tried to show it to you a little bit kanye was already golden platinum he already had platinum records he already had you know grammy nominations and things of that nature and he was a joke to them yeah there was a time where he was um you know clowned heavy yeah but then when the first two when the first two came out for sure yeah and so people don't think about that though like even when you have had whatever your version of your breakthrough is and you you even show and prove, because let's be honest, mm. if I'm a dude from, you know, south side of Chicago and I make it to the industry and I'm going gold and platinum, I showed and proved already. Mm-hmm. For real. That's already a legacy. Gold, platinum, dealing with, like, you got you got songs that Jay, Jay-Z rapped on my beats. That's, that, that is shown and proved past. You've... You've completed more than so many people who have ever walked the earth. But to his peers, he was still a joke. He was still getting rejected. 
And he fought a fight. He fought the fight. And he still pushed for more. That's To me, those situations are more so what I'm thinking about when I think about the falling seven and getting up eight. Because falling seven times is excessive. Falling seven times means you've fallen over and over and over. Look at people like Dr. Dre, another good example. NWA crashed out. Or even before that, um, uh, the, the, the disco group he was in. Mm, okay. History lesson. The disco... The disco group, the disco eighties uh, uh, R and B, uh, the R and B slash disco group he was in. We'd have to look into that one if we really wanted to get it right. He was he was in he yeah. was in a group right before okay, um, right before getting into NWA, <clears throat> wearing matching sequence uh, onesies with his Whoa. homie DJing. Shout out to the oh because because it was back in that time. So yeah, let me relax. Oh, but but mm. that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. he went from that. Not working and crashing out. Yeah. To NWA, which rose to stardom, and guess what? Crashed out. To Death Row, which what? Crashed out. Crashed out. And he still, he got beat, bro. He, he was able to get back up every single time. Even recently. Just the uh, that divorce and all that stuff. The and divorce, the death of had, his, the we, death of his son. Yeah, them pulling up to to um <clears throat> to a funeral with things from you know for a divorce and money yeah. for big time money and stuff like that to being at the Super Bowl. Exactly, you know like the saying? being able that's resilient. Being resilient is something that's very important, and mm-hmm. um, I really admire those who are able to reinvent themselves against all odds. Like where it's not just, okay, you had a great career, there was a pitfall, you fell off. But those people who are able to not only like fight back from it, but literally reinvent everything and then end up on top of wherever they were before, that takes a a, a type of human that a lot of us just are not. It's, it's, that's that's something to really marvel, to look at and it's like, wow, like just the human condition. That That is just, that's something to really admire. Now, number seven to me, falls right in line with number eight. Be unrealistic. Some of the greatest inventions would not have happened if people chose to accept the world as it is. Great achievements and innovations begin with a mindset that ignores the impossible. When you think about the Wright brothers and the invention of the airplane, they would have never been able to do what they did if they believed that people can't fly. It's true. Anybody who's invented something, you have to understand that you're going into conceptually you're creating something that most people wouldn't even fathom trying to do because it just it's not real Power you are bringing yeah like you are bringing something to fruition that never existed before you no. i like to read old newspaper articles sometimes or old clippings just to remind myself to me that's my way of avoiding a lot of the stuff that i see on social media today um when COVID first was breaking out and a lot of people were reacting to what they believed and things of that nature, I remember going back and reading articles from 1918 when when the Spanish flu was uh, ravaging North America and just reading about disinformation, anti-vaxxers, like just reading all that mm-hmm. stuff that happened back then and just watching and looking at the differences between the newspapers of the time 
and social media of today literally doing the same exact things that the people from back then were doing. Mm. Or when um, 5G towers were being invented and mm. watching people freak out and the same conspiracy theories that they're spitting about these things were the same conspiracy theories that they were saying were going to happen if you put running electricity in homes. Mm. But think about living in a world where electricity is not in any home. So the idea of, you mean to tell me you're going to take lightning? You're going to take currents and push it through the walls all day? That freaked people out. Yep. People didn't want it to happen, and it happened. And it sounded so, dangerous. It's a worldwide thing. It now. sounded like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people thought you were going to die. People thought, oh, what happens if I need to put something in the wall and I get shocked? What happens if I, like, and that's the way that the mind worked back then. Because it wasn't common, humans do what? We get scared and we shut it down. We call you ridiculous. We say that you're going too far. Technology's taking everything too far. We don't need this. Doing everything in their power to to make it an un, uh, unbelievable thing. Right. Or even on the other side. Now, we're talking about the public. Yeah. Imagine the person who's trying to put pitch this to people, who's trying to tell people, you know what we should do? Put, put electricity yeah. in all the walls. You shut said, up. You said what? Put electricity where? <laughs> and that's going to do what? Change the world. Be, be unrealistic. Yeah. Number six, make, make the decision. When someone makes a decision, he is really diving into a strong current that will carry him to places he has never dreamed of when he first made the decision. I think that follows right under the uh, always take action. To me, it's the same same situation. Making yeah. a decision is is taking that first leap, taking taking action. I think the difference between the two is always take action is talking about doing it repetitively and make the decision is more so embarking on that first step of whatever journey it is that you're uh, jumping into. Mm -hmm. Number five, your success has a ripple effect. Growth, change, and evolution are weaved into the fabric of reality. Becoming a better person Becoming a better version of yourself creates a ripple effect that benefits everything around you, your lifestyle, your family, your friends, your community. That it, one it, is huge. This is potent, y'all. Um, for, for me, that one, that one struck me really, really strongly because you know what it says. Exactly. You know, success causes a ripple effect. So if you're trying to be, you know, as positive, if you're trying to gra gravitate towards positivity and the right things, more of that starts to come. There's more of a, a a ripple effect of that, or like if you when you stay in a funk, you know, if you stay in a funk, you get a ripple effect of that, you know. Yeah. So when I when I read this, I look at this as like trying to not stay in a bad feeling for so long. It's okay to be upset about things, sad about things, and and be emotional about things. It's okay. You're human. That's fine. But if you stay in that space, look how many people we talk to that. They 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 also they always got something negative to say and they always feel like the world's attacking them and why why is this happening to me, me this and that and the third they have that syndrome of the why me and when I'm talking to friends or anybody I know or love whatever <clears throat> try to tell them to look at it in the opposite direction because you're gonna continue to things are only gonna get uh, better anyway but if you continue to say why me or what's the worst that could happen. It's going to show you 
that's gonna that's why I try not to even say what's the worst that could happen because it'll follow up with a ripple effect of literally showing you what's the worst that could happen. That's true. Um, so yeah, I try to avoid that statement myself. I think the the yeah. ripple effect, especially yeah. when it comes to success, man, that's what breaking generational curses is. That's what yeah, the exactly. idea of you know, the reason why it's such a big deal and people say it out loud when they're the first person yeah. in their uh, in their family to go to college or they're the first person mm-hmm. in their family to, uh, uh, you know, make a certain amount of money or the first person to own a home or do certain things that it may be one step, but it, A, creates a pattern. It gives people something to aspire to and it gives some people tangibility. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that... Um, Especially throughout history, people have done a lot of studies on things of that nature. And you'll see that kids that grow up in proximity to certain things understand that they exist more because they become more tangible. Kids who've never seen people go to college, the odds of them making it to and through college is is harder than somebody who is coming through a situation where, well, college is normal here. That person went to college, that person went to college. That So to them... It's something that's not just tangible. It feels closer, feels easier to attain. Yeah. And, and sometimes just just that alone, just that um, that proximity check can change the life of whoever it is that's around you, whether it be a cousin, whether it be a child, whether it be, you know, even a spouse. Like I've seen it before where you're dating a woman and she looks at the difference between um, you and the last person she was dealing with. Let's say the last person she was dealing with, not saying they were a bad person, but you're pushing into certain things that she's never seen before, never heard of before this and that. She's going to ask you questions. Now she's going to want to learn from you. She's going to want to not only elevate herself, but she's going to realize that seeing you achieve and do the things that, that you're doing, she she's like, well, maybe I can do that too, or vice versa. Yeah, because you know, you and I, we've we've dealt with some women who really are out there getting it, and sometimes it'll mm-hmm. be in fields where you didn't even hear about. Like I've I've had women mention something to me before where I didn't even know it existed, and they'll talk about it. And I'm like, that's a thing. Yeah, you look into it, and now it's a whole new world that was just open to you just by what the ripple effect of somebody succeeding. Shout out to y'all. That's a fact. Same thing with the, um, you know, we we come from, you know, we come from what they consider the project, the hood, and everything yeah, like man. that, and staying on the, the 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 success comes with a ripple effect because it's easy to to want to be on the, you know, be on the block, fit in with everybody, yeah, and and go that way because that's what appears to be cool, figuring out how to get it from out the mud or you know whatever the you know the proper term for it is, getting it up, getting it from the muscle, the streets. And and versus going to go, you know, just get a job and work and work your way up that way. Um, that's a that's a struggle. That's a tough internal struggle, especially with your pro, uh, uh, excuse me, close proximity. Yeah. Um, that's fighting. That's fighting a good fight. Anybody who ever, you know, fought that type of fight because it takes a certain level of um, resiliency to every day you you going back to this every day. It's people on the block, people getting killed. Crack babies, all types of things going on right where you stay at, but you going, you fighting to go the other way because it could lead to a ripple effect and you know change your life. And like you said, proximity. If some of these people that's on the block could could 
get the opportunities or or whatever. Sometimes to, them seeing you move the way that you move, let them know that it's possible to succeed doing your thing too. In a perfect world, that's how that's what we want it to be. It sucks that you know going back to something else we were talking about. Sometimes that causes you know the opposite thing, envy or negative a negative thing because of course. They, you know what I'm saying. But I think that that's also part of that ripple effect where you know. success breeds a ripple effect. Not all of the ripples are positive. Some of the ripples are negative. Right. But it's just that's just part of the game. Now the next two are two things that I fail at on a regular basis. <coughs> um I'm gonna just say that straight up. Excuse me. Uh number four. Embrace the present. There's no point dwelling in the past and letting it define you, nor getting lost and anxious about the future. But in the present moment, you're in the field of possibility. How you engage with the present moment will direct your life. Now, as somebody who is filled with anxiety and consistently thinking about the future, and all I ever think about is the future, that's probably the most difficult thing. And even reading this book did not fix it. <laughs> I just, that was never and especially I can think back to where I was when I first read that and in my head I remember being like yeah bullshit you didn't grow up in the hood sir like <laughs> I remember thinking that as a ninth grader being like I just want to be able to get out of here that's all it was I just want to get out of here and it's hard to embrace the present when you're in a situation where the present ain't sweet. Now, of course, there's always going to be, you know, people will tell you, well, you know, you, you, you have your health. You're not in some third world country. You're not, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not living in Afghanistan and this and that. And of course I understand those things. So you're not like, it's not complete and total hell every day, but at the end of the day, it does get difficult to enjoy the present in those scenarios. Now that's me speaking of like growing up me today. The reason why I have a hard time connecting with that is more so it's two, it's two things fault. First, I spend so much of my time applying things that won't matter till later that it's hard to embrace today. Especially, bro, being a podcast, being any type of content creator is ass. Let let me say this, bro. This shit is Damn. terrible. There's a lot behind the, the it scenes. It is a never-ending cycle. No matter how good the last episode you put out was, guess what? You got to do this again, bro. And it's never over. There's always more people that want more. No matter how much content you put out, it ain't enough. And you have to either A, outdo the last one or B, keep up. And it's a crazy thing to put on yourself, whether it be musicians got to go through this, you know, athletes got to go through this. Just anybody who's putting out things to be consumed. That shit is draining, man. Yeah, Ron, it's definitely draining. That's why Embrace the Moment is so, you know, that's that part of this is big to me as well, because. It can be draining. You could take yourself down a, a really dark path, you know, a long, dark, cold path from not embracing the moment because you may have, you know, give yourself anxiety about what could be. But we don't know if we're going to make it to two weeks from, exactly. from, from that thought. You know, just being able to wake up and survive the day and do that again means you have a past in the future. 
now with your with your past as far as dwelling on the past somebody who's dealt with depression P, uh, PTSD and everything I know for a fact dwelling on the past don't do much but drain your energy and take you down take Word. you take you down it makes you unmotivated it makes you you know irritable you may and you're you're even coming off away people see you differently you even like your, your skin your, a lot of things a lot of things you would never really notice it you, it carries so what I'm saying is dwelling on the past really doesn't do anything sufficient for you. It's okay to it's okay to have memories. It's okay to get down like and cry about something that may have been sad from your past and everything like that. That stuff is okay. But dwelling on it, you're just creating a, a, a cycle of depression, sadness, negative things. Out, at the end of the day, things that are bringing you on a negative frequency. And you don't even know if you're going to live this through the week and at the end of the day, do you want your your legacy, your life to end on you being sad every day about something that's out of your control? So that's why I say living in the moment or why I agree with living in the moment as best you can. It's definitely easier said than done. But I know I don't want you don't want to be stressed. You don't want to be this. This type of stuff is going to have you one way or the other with the future thing. Anxious, antsy, never satisfied, always irritable. And as far as the other the other one. It's going to be dark. It's going to take you to a dark, depressing, lonely, cold place that as much as people are going to tell you they care and may genuinely do, nobody's going to really pull you up out of that but you. That's, that's, man, that is the truth. Yeah. But I will say taking those small, taking those small moments to just celebrate what you've been able to do is nice. It's just hard to remember to do. It's mm-hmm. something that I've told myself tell over and time. over again. Yeah, you tell me that all the yeah. time. I, I'm not going to think of that myself. I just don't think that way. Yeah. And I've tried. It's just a hard change to make. And that leads to the next one, which it falls under the same line, but <clears> it's also something that I fail at. Number three, break the monotony. When each day is the same as the next, it's because people fail to recognize the good things that happen in their lives every day that the sun rises. There's always a silver lining if you look for it. Now, I'm just, I will say this, my energy about the day-to-day is good. Like, I'm somebody who, I don't slow down. I don't look for breaks. I put my head down and I run through. And I have no problem doing that. I, I, it's very weird the ability that I have to do that. I will say, like, because I, I, you know, as a friend of mine, you've said it before, where you're like, "Bro, are you even human?" Like, he ain't human though. He, <laughs> he bionic as a mofo. <laughs> but it's like yeah. now, I will say, I'm I'm yeah. able to keep it going. But I know that if I were to embrace the present then that would break the monotony. If I were to do number four, number three would be achieved. Mm-hmm. Now, number two, what is true will always endure. This one is is the, this is the creation model for Reality Bites. Now, reading into, you know, what they said for for this one, what is true will always endure. If what you had found was only a moment of light, like the explosion of a star, you would find nothing on your return. When you're searching Hmm. for the right decision, it will be the one that withstands the test of time and the weight of scrutiny. 
potent. When I look at the things that I am proud of and I am able to stand in the moment and look at what was able to be done, the concept of reality bites was created maybe, what, six years, seven years before we actually recorded an episode. The logo was was created before I even knew what the logo would be for. There was already I re- a blueprint. I, I remember showing Sheem a picture mm-hmm. and being like, well, I'm going to do something with this someday. It feels like it's important. Mm-hmm. And just like just storing it away. There's other things and just to make sure, like, and I'm one of those people who I like sharing these things so that people understand, like, A, it's, it's proof that there's a vision there, and B, it's so that you have a witness, so that people understand that it's not, it's, there's no cap in this. Like, I'll be able to show him things and be like, one day we're going to need this. And then, like, a year, year and a half later, I pull it back out. I'm like, you remember that one thing? And then, boom, it fits into whatever it is that we're looking for. Incredible. It's true. And I think the reason why those things are able to happen for us and the reason why those things are able to fit in place is because the reason for this show isn't impure. Like, I actually care about what we're talking about. Like, this is a book that honestly changed my life. This is a book that, you know, being somebody who grew up in a terrible neighborhood, who dealt with heavy trauma, heavy abuse, all types of crazy things that would normally knock somebody off their path, learning about the concept of alchemy, which is really manifestation, being able to take the things that swim around in your mind and just... 3D print them through your actions, beliefs, stands. That's something that created a doorway for me. That's something that created a doorway for a lot of people. I look at I look at a lot of rappers. I look at a lot of painters. I look at a lot of different people that being able to make things tangible will change everything for you. But those who are able to make things that are true. So you're not playing a role you're not being a gimmick you're not somebody who because gimmicks get old let's be honest Mm -hmm. gimmicks get old playing a role gets old eventually Mm -hmm. the real you is gonna crack like we've had this conversation before that being being a podcaster is dangerous for a lot of reasons putting a microphone in front of somebody and just letting them talk over and over and over again if you are not pure of heart and you're not somebody Mm -hmm. who is saying what you really think and really feel you are going to jam yourself up. You're going to jam yourself up. You're going to jam your family up. You're going to jam everybody you know up. Because mm-hmm. eventually, you're going to say what you really feel. And that's going to clash with everything that you've done before. Mm-hmm. And when Absolutely. that does come out, you will be in problems. It's true. We see it all the time. Yeah. And playing that role of, because, you know, I grew up uh, idolizing a lot of shock jocks, whether it be your Howard Stearns or your Charlemagne the Gods or this or that. Yeah. But you look at a lot of these people's journeys, and a lot of their journeys are, are, are slowed down or hampered when what? When the truth collides with that persona. Because if that persona is not who you really are, there's going to be a day where you have to answer for that. Mm-hmm. 
happens. Yeah, you, it's you gonna it happen. happen. It's gonna happen. Every single there's not a single person, whether it be a rapper, a personality, or whatever. There is nobody who has played a fake role that has not had to answer for it. Because that's the way that the world works. Mm-hmm. Literally, the way that they they worded it in this passage could not have been more perfect. If what you had found was only a moment of light, like the explosion of a star, you would find nothing on your return. When you're searching for the right decision, it will be the one that withstands the test of time and the weight of scrutiny. If it's the right decision today, it's going to be the right decision 40 years from now. It's going to be the right decision 40 years ago. If it was really that right. Yeah. If what you said was really that real, it's going to be real 100 years from now. And that's why this is potent to this day. Never Might too not, late to pick this book up. Yeah, it's never. never it, it is to never too late. Up. This book's done a lot for a lot of people, but I will say, and it's funny because it sounds like a long ad. That's really what this episode really sounds like. Are we advertising the Alchemist? It's not. Yeah. I, it's not even that. It's just for me. It's just talking about a, and I think I want to do this like throughout the year, maybe, maybe once every two months or something like that. Yeah. Pick a book that changed my life or, or something that. I feel like would help a lot of people and just kind of breaking it down. Breaking down different inspirational things we've seen. Yeah. And we're going to talk about number one. Now, as I said earlier, number one is directly tied to number 10. Mm. Now, for those of you who don't remember what number 10, number 10 was always take action. Now, the number one lesson from the book of the Alchemist is fear is a bigger obstacle than the obstacle itself. Tell your heart that the fear of suffering is worse than the suffering itself. That no heart has ever suffered when it goes in search of its dreams. With any great risk comes great reward. Now, the reason why I tied number one to number 10 is because that fear is what makes it almost impossible to take action. It hinders you. The fear is what's definitely hindering you. Yeah. I, and I know I've been that person where you look at it and you're like, I don't want to fail. I refuse to fail. So sometimes it's easier to just never do it. You know how I could never, <laughs> like, like, you know how I could never fail? Never do it. There's a lot of people who, and, and if you let, if you let the wrong people tell you things, it will lead you down a crazy road because it, it reminds me of like even sports conversations. Mm-hmm. You know how people will be like um, with the LeBron and Jordan conversation, they'll be like, LeBron's been to the finals 11 times. LeBron's been to the finals however many times versus Jordan. And they'll be like, yeah, he's been to the finals more times, but Jordan got more rings. And people are like, I don't understand. So you'd rather not make it to the finals than lose at the finals? And there's some people who will literally say that. Yeah. I'd rather not go than to make it that far and lose. And when you think about the the craziness of that concept, I'd rather not make I'd rather not qualify for the, for the tournament than to go through the tournament and lose is the the most loser crazy thing but it sounds when the right person says it they can convince you cuz there's a lot of people that that's really their argument oh yeah they that's... can convince you that that makes sense yeah 
I mean, you could argue who's better at the talent, but as far as making it to the finals 11 times, you would want to be able to get there. But some people, I don't know, that's tough. Uh, I don't want to make it a debate, but... No, if, I'm not debating you know, who's better, but I'm saying that no, concept. No, no, not about yeah. Michael and uh, LeBron. I was saying not a debate about if it's... If the people that think like that are 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 tripping either, though, because, I mean... No, they are. Like, that's like, crazy, bro. That's like, crazy. Getting to the finals 11 times is, is super dope, but if every time you make it to the finals, you lose, you can be proud with the... You can 100... 1 million percent be proud that you you make it every time. You feel but me? here's that's, the difference. it's something what to I, be proud about. What I'm saying is... It's, it's diff- okay to not want to lose on it, to get all the way there... Only to to lose. That's, but we're comparing losses. That's the crazy part. Yeah. We're saying we're saying losing at second place. I'd rather lose at eighth or seventh than lose at second. That that's well, really no. what it is. If we bring if, bring it down to math, I'd rather lose at eighth or seventh well, place than to lose simple, at second. I'm not gonna uh, insult my own intelligence. That shit is stupid. <laughs> that, I mean, but that's stuff, what that it is. is. Stupid. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we will let. People like that get into our subconscious, and that's where that fear is. Fear makes you do stupid things. Fear makes you say stupid things. Because like I said, I've talked myself out of something before where I'm like, you know how I could never fail? Just never say nothing. You could definitely talk yourself out of some shit that a, a lot us. of dudes, A lot of dudes, they'll do that in love. Damn, she looks great. Damn, she's a cool person. I want to ask her out, but I don't want to get rejected. So you know what I'm going to do? Never say nothing. But guess what? Never got rejected. You rejected yourself. (laughs) That's true. Crazy. That's true. But yeah, that that fear, that fear is is debilitating. It will warp your perspective. It'll warp your perception. It'll have you really... It'll have you believing the most loser logic. That's what I call it. That's loser logic. Agreed. Like fear is okay. Like to have fear is natural. Fear. Yeah, I was gonna. That's why. That's what exactly I was gonna say. It's in human nature. You know, what I'm saying to you can have fears and things that that take you in that in that space. Um, as far as like when you're trying to build something, especially when you're trying to build something, build a brand, or trying to succeed in school, whatever your aspirations are. But fear is going to hold you back. As much as you have fear, you have to find some way, something to draw the inspiration to pull, to, to, to knock that wall down, knock that door down, break that barrier. Because other than that, you hindering yourself or you're not even really giving yourself the opportunity to succeed because you're so worried about failing. How are you going to succeed at something if you don't even give yourself the opportunity to fail at it? Yeah, that's real. But hey, um, that's that's pretty much our list today. Thanks again. Uh, that was a thread by at Monk Philosophy. Go ahead and follow them on Twitter. Yet again, that's Monk Philosophy. They drop a lot of daily wisdom. Definitely a dope page to follow. And go ahead and pick up The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. I go by the name of Reggie Days, and this has been yet another episode of Reality Bites. Today, I've been joined by my right hand man. Shame the dream. Thank you guys for listening. Later days. Hustle out of necessity, father never corrected me.
street show me no sympathy Autumn of my accessory, huh? Never accurate, I'm aiming at your Acura Heart rate accelerate on other amateurs And I murder anything in my parameter If they disrespect us, we slide on them like a banister Dodging fat cameras, balling like fucking stamina Black door numbers, I graduated to manager Bricks in the Maybach, bricks in the Escalade Bricks on Brickle, we got bricks in the Bay San Fran bricks, got bricks in LA Publisher, watch the money, I got bricks on this plane And my nigga Brick on his way Just did a dime for a brick of the yay I'm switching up my bricks like my kicks with my lay Rule number one, never keep them bricks where you stay All my women photogenic, they never depreciate Pop up in your city, it's strictly about the cake Quarters to halves on my road to the riches All real niggas just playing different positions Ross gonna be the quarterback, I'ma run his quarterback Fast trying to intercept a nigga like a cornerback Make a nigga pay a couple birds to get his daughter back Get the dirty money, clean it all up at the laundromat I'm allergic to failure, heroin, paraphernalia Frank Lucas Spurs at the fight on my cellular Ball like Mayweather, Don King at the register I stack cheddar, it's etc, etc I'm addicted to winning, pretty women is spinning Ferragamo or linen, a nigga starting to finish DA label me menace, mama call me a king So therefore I'm dropping soon like Tyson was in the ring Coca-Cola minks, canary yellow stones I'm a stun if it mean I gotta break a bone Me and Meek Millie in the hood on crown Double MG and we're 20 million strong No matter if it's Chessy Checkers cause it's all blocks I'm in this 9-11 Porsche with a ball spot No roof, fresh off the car lot And we don't call cops, nigga, we just call shots Fuck the competition, I bury the cockroaches Faint when you see what I pull up out the holster Can't even breathe, remember what your mama told you We the real G's and the well-paid soldiers So if you niggas scared, call the feds up We taking over, I'm just giving niggas heads up We shoot them down just to let them know we dead up Eight-figure nigga, tell the labels, get that bread up Bread up Show me the way. Show me the way.